0: This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. You're recording, okay. Well, then we should start drinking with authors. This is drinking with authors. This is the literary brips episode. breaths episode. Um, breaths. Literary breaths. breaths. I'm your host, Erica Lance. With me today is
1: Vanessa Valiente.
0: And our guest today, almost said our host today. It's fine. I've had a little I have bit of a taken over.
1: Yes. <laughs> is
0: CR Rice. Woo! Woo! Okay. Um, let's talk about what we're drinking. I'm drinking some water now because I put a bunch of shots in a London fog Starbucks tea, and I am doing very pleasantly right now. Mm. Vanessa, what were you drinking?
1: Well, I'm actually on the dregs of my nitro cold brew with Bailey's, but it was fabulous.
0: Okay, Um, CR, as you're being the alcoholic of the bunch, do tell us what you're drinking.
2: Yeah, so I am on my third... Of the Captain, Coke and Captain. And she's still and
0: sitting up without any I'm assistance. I'm telling you, I'm I can, impressed. I
2: can go with the best of them. I rock it out. I am a super tiny person, but I can totally hold my own.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is Literary Briefs, which means rapid fire questions. Are you ready? No. Okay, good. So we're going to start. Okay. Um, so what is your favorite book of all time?
2: Oh, that's not fair. Okay, so are we going with genres or? No, favorite anything, book.
0: anything. <sighs>
1: Uh, it's it, everything is resting on this one question. Literally. Every question
2: Do after not this is pivoting. Is this to die? Yes. Okay. Um, Hollow Kingdom, Claire B. Dunkel.
0: Why? Ooh.
2: Because it was that first book that completely pulled me out of absolutely anything. Um, mm. One of the first big books I read in like first grade was Witch Witch, but I hated it
0: okay Mm -hmm. and then
2: right after she was like you hate this one perfectly fine she gave me that one i was like first second grade and it was just that all like it pulled me into the book and even now i definitely bought it again it's like the fifth time i've owned it and to this day i read it i read it every
0: year that is amazing so what is your least favorite book of all time Uh, that's okay i say mine all the time every i hate the
2: twilight series Ooh. Okay. detest it with a burning <laughs> passion. You know, <laughs> um, if you live, so, <laughs> not that I have any problem with her as a human being, it's just Chris. Do you know there is a graphic? The exact same thing, and like, it's fine. It's yeah. fine.
0: You don't want to get me on this tangent. No, it's no, how about fun. this. I actually, a friend of mine found um, this Stephanie Myers graphic novel mm-hmm. about Ooh. her life. It is literally Wait, they a, made st- a graphic novel of her life. Yes. Yeah, so she found it in um, Hobby Lobby. Okay. And it was $2, just in case anyone needs to own this. And what my friend did so we, during COVID, um, because a couple of my friends are uh, very immunocompromised. They like literally are not going out, groceries delivered, the whole thing. And so we've been sending each other care packages. And so, like so for holidays, awesome. we've been sending sort of care packages to each other, and it's been just like a keep each other close because we used to go out all the time for coffee and stuff. And um, in one of these care packages, she included for one of the friends this <laughs> this Stephanie Meyer's gra- not Twilight Stephanie Meyer's graphic novel, and it talks about her meeting her husband and stuff. It is horribly, horribly entertaining because there's a Mm. a scene where she talks about meeting her husband in a soda shop Right. I don't soda? think that's accurate because those don't exist. A soda I was about shop. To say, when was the last time a shop? I, I was about to say. I was like the fifties, she... yeah, sixties, yeah. yeah. But then she says, "But we actually." So they're sitting in a soda Do they, shop. They like drink out of the same Coke float. Or no, something? they're like, drinking like, the double
2: straws and like little <laughs> poodle skirts. Exactly, they're drinking
0: oh. out of. They're drinking milkshakes, but then in the next graphic scene is they actually met as. Um, Children, when they were four years old, on the playground of their church, and they're drinking juice boxes, it literally looks like they, and the four year old versions of themselves, they all look 12. It's like terrifying. And then there's a page where they talk about their children which look like Stepford Wife's children. Anyway, Aww. needless to say, if you're a huge Stephanie Myers fan, which I am not, you could go um, oh, guess. Well, this. you know, I don't know if
1: anyone knows, but Erica's favorite book of all times, which everyone on the podcast knows, Fifty Shades of Grey, E.L. James has now... Started her own imprint with source books, and we all know Erica's gonna buy all the books from that imprint, right?
2: It's just one of those no. things where,
1: like, you know, a,
2: <laughs> a big book. So, Christine Feehan did the whole Twilight series, but she not only did she do it, it's fine, it's fine, just like a Christine Feehan. If you like a uh, Stephanie Meyer, it's perfectly fine. Uh, yeah, no, I'm totally with you. I go on tangents, I had my best friend drag me at midnight to pick up the latest copy of the Twilight series, and I rebelled every single
0: step of the way. Well, I've actually never, so just to clarify, I I have read approximately six pages of Fifty Shades of Grey because it's garbage. (laughs) And I didn't finish, I I will say the worst book I ever actually fully read was The Plains of Passage hmm. because it was in the um, Clan of K-Bear. Right. And The Clan of the Cave Bear was great. And Wild Horses. Was that the second one? Something Horses. Wild. Is it true that that
1: series, because I've never read them, like there's no dialogue. It's just a bunch of grunting and then just a lot of description of. There, that's
0: what I heard. That's why I have never I, read it. I, I will say The Clan of the Cave Bear is actually really, really good because she's very descriptive of the interactions. And because, plants and the leaves. But see, that's what fucking happens is <laughs> so we the mammoth time. book. The th- which is the third book, and then Plains of Passage, which is the fourth book. Plains of Passage, No lie is like almost two hundred thousand words, But most of it is describing the wheat that they're we walking had through that talk. yeah. And so that that is my least favorite book. I have read all of the Twilight series mainly because a friend of mine bought them for me. And I read them. And, you know, I'll give Stephanie Meyer some street cred on marketing and stuff like that. because She rocked I, it out. Yeah. Absolutely. I would love for my books to be in the place where they're making, you know, movies and they're sparkly vampires, whatever. I, First I of will, all, you're not a vampire.
2: You're a pixie. Let's just clear the room. It's perfectly fine. But go on with your, your statement. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So that happened. But I will say that, um, uh, yeah, uh, anyway, will you finish a book if it's bad? Will I finish a book? Like, if you start Um, reading it and you... Can you you remember the last book that you didn't like?
2: No, yeah, I've had a couple of those. I have to compulsively, I have to, but it can take me months. Like, I will read things in between it, but even if I know um, exactly what's going to happen, I read a book um, when I was, like, 15. It was a romance thing, and it was called Angel by Joanna Lindsay. There, it was fantastic, it was super sweet, you know, nothing crazy, it was just a really good like romance story. I pulled out another book by, I think it was Danielle Steele. Mm -hmm. And it was the exact same book. I am not even kidding, it was the exact same book but it was called Ranger. And it took me a year and a half to finish that exact same book because it was almost a play-by-play with a different name. I compulsively, I have to finish it. I will not be happy and I will hate myself in the moment as I am reading it,
0: but I I have to. I can't do that. that anymore. See,
1: I'm like that. It's there. I would say there's less than five that I can name that I've completely DNF'd just because... It was that dreadful. I mean, it just has say, to it be. It took me three years to read that. I, I mean, that is why I did not. I read. I read a line of Fifty Shades of Grey because my mom was reading it, which she doesn't normally read, and I was fascinated on the one thing that was going to actually get her to read. And I was like, I can't do this.
2: I got to say that is just. It is a book for people.
0: And who have never, who don't understand? You need to stop blushing the color of the Communist Manifesto. That is a line in that book. Are you serious? They turn the color of the Communist Manifesto. I'm not kidding. This is an actual line. Yeah, no, it's terrible.
2: I've never read it, but I had a, a friend's mom who used to. Every time I went over to visit her, she was like, she would have it, and she would just be waving herself, and I was like, look. Either something's wrong here or, you know, and I, I was in my 20s at the time. Like, it was not like I was like 14, but like, I was just like, look, this is a very, now they get in some weird stuff, but there was barely coherent sentences. And like, I just chose random passages to like read from because she lost her mind. And I was like, have you never read a book in your entire life?
0: No, I think that's what happens. Okay, so what is your pet peeve as a reader?
2: Ooh um as a reader it's probably the when you start out with a great story and you find that like whatever fad is going out at the time all of a sudden the story drifts in that direction um like there was so the one true mate series it's like a romance shifter thing it's fantastic and she did great and it's lisa lee ludu Lidu. sorry if i'm butchering your name um she did fantastic. And then all of a sudden like all of these these different things came out. Um, and she started branching out into those same exact things, and like I love it when people have original ideas and they go with it, and then all of a sudden they they just drop into. Oh, so let me is let me just throw out why moment. that
0: happens. So a lot of people don't realize why that happens. Traditional publishing is because the traditional publishers know what they want to sell, and mm-hmm. a lot of times they will, t- and and sometimes it's completely the author, but a lot of times it is the publisher going. Go in the direction with it.
1: Oh yeah. Oh no, that it just happened. happened drives me that nuts. happened to the uh, writer who wrote the Vampire Diaries novels. That she actually got fired from writing her, her own series because the publisher did not like who um, Elena, who he, who uh, who they were. She they were she was being like which brother she finally chose, which I believe. It was Stefan? I only read, like, the first three books. I don't know. And but, she had to start writing as fan fiction. Oh, well, yeah, she had to write it as fan fiction. Then they hired a ghostwriter to finish the series yes. the way that they wanted it to go. Or the other thing is when they take a series that's so popular and then they drag it out, like, you know, I love the True True Blood. Charlene Harris, I've met you in person. You're a wonderful person. But <laughs> But after, I don't know which book... It was probably after the Tiger Shifter. Seven. Was it seven? Okay. Well, <laughs> after that. It was after hot. Seven. Okay, yeah. Well, America's the first hot. several books were amazing. I like loved it. I think after the Tiger Shifter, uh, Bald Guy, which was awesome, loved him. Uh, it went downhill for me. And it just, at the end, I, I don't understand. For those who've never read it, I'm pissed who she ended up with at the end. I was like, really? This is where we, this is where we went to. It's definitely, I just, like, you do have that line where, like, you can tell authors, like, they just want yeah. steam, and they
2: were forced to do something. Yeah, I don't
1: think it was her. I really believe it was because, she, you know, the HBO show is doing amazing, the publisher was making a well, lot of money. Well, let me clarify, money.
0: because the other person, and I'm not going to give a long, long rainbow road down, there's another <laughs> author that I talk about a lot, who is doing the series, is driving it herself, and... Has gone completely off of where the series started. And it is her. And I've seen that too. So I'm not saying Charlene Harris, and it's not bad. It's that you're going as an author, there's some part of it you like, you get excited about some nature of the story and you kind of go in the direction and like we were talking about Orson Scott Card and if you if you read Ender's Game not watch the movie but actually read it's my favorite book of all time Mm -hmm. but then when you go to the series after that you realize the first book is not it's still sci-fi but there is a lot about um, different mental conditions in the following yes. books, and how some of the different impact ways everything. Yeah, impact and, everything, yeah. which is great. But if you read book three in that series, and then go back to book one, you you would be like, I don't understand what's happening, because he changes like he touches on it in book one. But I feel like that had more Um, editor-publisher influence than book three, four, you know, five.
2: Well, I will say, not just talking about Four Horsemen, but that has been one of the greatest things about working with you guys is because I can go, and you told me from the beginning, if you get tired, if you get worn out, if you don't know what to do and you need a break, then take the break and go in a different direction. And I think that would have saved so many series if, if publishing companies would have let the authors just step away instead of forcing them into... Being like, okay, so Vampire Diaries is so popular right now. Keep pushing out more books. Yeah. Keep bringing in more whatever. Oh. Whereas like Four Horsemen's, like, hey, if you if if you need to step away and you need that break to really gather yourself, step or, away and come back to it. Well,
1: you know, there I see so many times on like Goodreads, which you know, so many reviews were like, oh, it's just another YA fantasy with the same trope and the same thing. And I, you know, there that's what becomes a problem when you focus, at least from a publisher's standpoint, of trying to put things in boxes. And I get the logic in some sense, where, you know, you want to be able to put the right kind of book in the in the reader's hand like oh this fits this this and this but the thing is that's when you start getting these cookie cutter stories too and you, you get, can literally brand
2: them from the very beginning you know exactly exactly what's gonna
1: happen. or the or you're putting forcing the writer to go against their natural um mm-hmm. instincts because it's like i don't know this is me going into my business hat because you know i i had to take a course on like it's called the strength finder and there is a novel on it but i took the test And we're, every person's so unique that if you have a team of people, and you try to give them the same task certain people are going to excel at it and certain people are not and it's and the ones who don't succeed it's not that they are dumb it does not mean that they are incapable but we as individuals have certain strengths and weaknesses and so you have to work and tailor yourself that's why it's mm-hmm. important to figure out what like path like what writing process works for you so then you're able to maximize your time and really push that out because right. We are all just too uniquely different, and so you know I, that is a great compliment from you, Chelsea. Thank you. That <laughs> that we really try to make sure to cultivate individual voices because no one wants to read the same story a million times. If I want to read, you know, <clears throat> dark vampires, I'll just read Anne Rice. If I, you know, that particular I mean, kind of, you know, right. So yeah, that's my that's my spiel of the day.
0: Well, I see that. And now I'm going to go back to rapid fire questions. Which <laughs> is, I want to point out, I've been asking rapid fire questions and you well, fucking so- derailed the entire well, I'm thing. I'm
1: sorry. Okay. If you want me, I'll ask a question if you want.
0: <laughs> I don't know why that just got sultry. That Dude,
1: yeah, I'm just trying Erica to, you know, fall back in love with me as I gaze at you across the table.
0: Okay, so now it's got an awkward. <laughs> I'm just going
2: <laughs> to take another
1: drink.
0: <laughs> so, what do you think you have as a quirk? And it's weird that you're sitting and we're talking to you as an author, but I like asking this question. What do you think your quirks are as a writer? Where do you think you have like little things that you're like, well, that's fun.
2: Like, what, do you mean things that, like, I constantly have somebody being like, What the hell are you doing? Or do you mean that, like, somebody could identify my writing as?
0: No. So, like, one of the things that I've discovered, I change my little quirks. Mm-hmm. My latest quirk in my last book that went out was I changed the name of a character <laughs> <laughs> in two different chapters. Yeah. And so the editor wrote me, which was Jen, and said, um, Is his name. Josh or is his name Tyler? I think was the name. He's right. like, she's like, I don't care which one it is, but you need to choose. And I'm like, and it took her a minute to realize Josh and Tyler were the same person. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was an erotica book. I won't explain how she realized that. But moving on, apparently a person was Somebody having an identity crisis. crisis. Yeah, and then I was like, <laughs> maybe it, they have
1: it, a sexual
2: persona. Yeah, I was
0: like, it is Tyler. Cool. Note to self. So as the book I'm writing right now, I keep going. <laughs> Because I'm like, don't want to fuck up the name, so I keep going. What is the best friend's name again? Scroll up. Okay, the best friend's name is this. Yeah. What are your? What do you feel like your things are that you know you have to watch out for? Because mine used to be realized. I don't have a lot of realizing yeah. in my stories anymore. But so Corey's smirking. <laughs> <you know.
2: laughs> so every bucket changes. Like sometimes I really like. I stay stuck in my head a lot of times. So when I write. My fingers don't move as fast as my head does, obviously. So I assume you know what I'm talking about, even if it's not on paper. Mm-hmm. Even if you have no idea what's going on, anything. Which is one of the reasons why I have I have Corey look it over before I send it to you. Uh-huh. Because it's, it's one of those where he j- he'll just come out and he's like, I don't know what the hell you were on. I don't know what you were doing. He's like... But who is this? Where did they come from? What is going on? Because I assume everybody is looking at it from the same point of view that I mm-hmm. am, because it's it's just it's right there in front of you. And Corey's like, yes, it is right there in front of you. However, they don't have the background that you do in your head, so that's probably the biggest thing. And I pick one thing every book, like ing like, has been my biggest thing in bargaining, where, like, I'm just, like, everybody is doing stuff. We are getting into it. We are inging the hell out of this. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> the editor's going to be, like, search ING. Oh,
1: yeah. Um, um, yes, I Vanessa, know. so when you get back home. I'll ma- I'll, I'll <laughs> add that to my list of searchable items. <laughs>
2: it was just, I, everybody was doing stuff, and they were just, they were motivated. They were doing, Ooh. and Corey just came out, he's, like, like, people are not that excited. They are not that movable, they are not whatever. He's like, you gotta, you gotta expand. And I'm like, what are you talking about this? And he's like, what the hell are you talking about? That didn't even happen. And I'm like, oh, so that was one of those. <laughs>
0: Oh, gosh. Well, and it's interesting you say that because um, I was talking to somebody I'm helping write a screenplay the other day, Mm -hmm. and I explained the glacier theory to them, right? Mm The iceberg theory, where you're telling the peak of the iceberg. Yeah, and then. Well, and even on that, the book can have layers that you as an author know about, which is really important, like to really know the backstory of our barista we keep bringing up throughout this (laughs) podcast. His, His name is Zane, by the way. Just gonna throw oh, that we're out there. Zane, in. Zane, Zane's in. He's a barista. He has wings. He's actually the savior of the story. Not gonna explain it later. Is it's in the, a book. Is
1: he in the erotic v- book? No,
0: no, I would really no. Prefer oh, that, that is I'm saying. That, happens. that, happens. that is her really son. This is this is a PG book. Listen, oh, I'm
1: sorry. But. It is that
0: kind of book. <laughs> yeah, but I think that. You have to know, even if it's a little bit of a character, I think a lot of times you we have to know so much more, but mm-hmm. remember the balance of what we're telling and also not telling too much so that you're giving, yes. like, I think uh, one of the things that a lot of people say about books is they're such an escape. Like, yes. some of the best books 100%. are the ones that don't necessarily describe a hair color unless the hair color is necessary don't describe an eye color unless it becomes important later or you know a skin tone i was reading um a book and it it's a it's a thriller um serial killer book and i really like it and the lead character i didn't realize till halfway through the first um book was the lead character is a black female Mm -hmm. but the way she's described. You don't, because she's not described as anything until there's a moment where she's talking to her sister who does modeling and they're talking, um, the mother is talking about a family dynamic between them. Mm. And that's when it, because it's important in that scene that they're talking about that it came up. And then I was like. Oh, and then I went back and looked and I'm like, oh my God, he didn't describe any of the characters.
2: Well, that's like, that's in the realm. If you go back and you look, I left a lot open for interpretation because unless it was important, like, what does it matter? But then, so in the Gratier theory, I'm kind of backwards because I feel like there's so (coughs) much you can do visually that you can't literally do. So like when you were writing... You, sometimes you just can't capture that essence. Whereas when you have it blasting somebody in the face, fi- mm, that sounded really
0: wrong. <laughs> I was so about to say, you, what? It, <laughs> so
1: when you have. Are we
0: talking about porn? I just need to understand so if I, that's. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I feel Corey, like we are. I
1: think you need to come <laughs> take her away. <laughs> She's drinking so, too much. So I think sometimes
2: when you can see things, there are a lot of people that are very visual learners, and they're visual, in, like as a whole. So like when you can bring things to life on that level, it does something that no matter how good of a writer you are, like we had a message, the, uh, I got a message the other day asking um, if if we you know got realms into and the heart series into a TV show, would they be eligible?
1: You mean, like... Would they if- be
2: eligible to, to play that part? And, like, I got a picture and stuff, and I'm like, this is getting really weird. Really? Please do not send me pictures. Like, I, I don't... Because one of the, the biggest things for us is, you know, we we are looking at the grander scheme of things. And so there there is a girl, and she's like, I want to be Avery because she's everything I want to be. I'm like, dude, Avery is everything I want to be. Like, she is like, go get it, go do whatever. And it's just... It's, it's really weird because you get to the point to where people... And you gotta, you got to figure out where that line is. you got to figure out where it is where you're just like, look, I understand, and I understand you're excited, but like, please do not send me pictures of yourself. Oh, yeah. Well,
0: I think that's a big compliment, but it's very interesting you say that because there are some things that require a visual medium. However, the story... Like, a lot of people don't realize. I write screenplays. Every screenplay is a minute or so each page. So when you're talking about a, a feature-length movie, you're talking about ninety pages, ninety pages How are we of on that, Vanessa. <laughs> ninety pages of well spaced out, and that's not just the dialogue. We're talking about the dialogue, the scenes. Like if you read a screenplay, it is it is way more than double space. Like you're not, it's not a written page. It's and so a lot of people don't realize. And this um, is when they take books and turn them into movies. In your book, you have layers upon layers upon layers upon layers. When you do a movie, you have maybe two layers. Maybe two. You get to tell one part of a story. That's why you you always go with a show. Yeah. And then even on a show, though, so even on a show, again... Some of the intricacies of the subplot that you can do the way a book is written, because just imagine your book is 600 pages long, hypothetically, right? That's still not going to translate into like 600 pages of screenplay. It's way less. And because you're dropping hints a certain way, it's not a visual medium. So I think that both have completely valuable pieces, but you will never get your entire... Series, even if you right. wanted to, into a, a, an actual show, right. you would have many parts of it. But there would be some of the sub characters and stuff like that. Like True Blood, if if you read the books that based on True Blood, this really became Sookie focused. And like they changed some of the characters, like um, Lafayette was supposed to die in the first. Oh well, that's thing. like the I one thing that show him. did they right. They really by rocked the way. that one out
2: because that. Made uh, it was but they amazing. did. But, but
0: there's an example. They did that show for eight seasons, right? And that one change changed a Changing huge part line. of a lot of the plot lines and stuff like that, and the direction they went with some of the things right. that were in the book that are little sort of minutiae that you can throw in. Mm -hmm. So I think it is valuable. And, um, yeah, if you're going to send pictures to Chelsea, they should be um, interpretations of the characters in (laughs) hand-drawn pictures or you dressed up fan art. Yes,
2: if you could do some type of thing like that, that would be fantastic. But um,
0: just for the record, when it does happen that these become movies or a TV show, um, Chelsea won't necessarily be casting from email, just oh, for yes. the record. Just, just he,
1: please understand. Yeah. I think yeah. you would
0: have to go to whoever's making the film to get yes. that. Yes. We will be going via the casting director from thing. I see the five minutes. I'm <laughs> wrapping up. Okay. One final question is going to be asked by Vanessa. Oh, okay. Oh,
1: you've been kind okay. of. I know, I know. She's I been remember. talking, remember, didn't ask there. a damn question. Erica just takes over everything. I, it's hard to get a word in there.
0: You had an entire diatribe okay. about things. <laughs> <laughs> and then you went into this weird, sultry... You're not allowed to drink fucking Baileys on this show anymore. You're being weird. All right, all right. We've gotten
1: derailed with Baileys. Baileys. Okay, Okay. favorite book-to-movie or book-to-TV show adaption?
2: Oh, God, that's not fair. Oh. I, I don't necessarily have one because I go and I'm that super obnoxious person that sits and watches stuff. And like I love the scene in in Lord of the Rings where where Orlando Bloom is going back and forth and they're doing that whole banter because you get to see it oh, with you know? uh,
1: Gimli the yes, yes and yes.
2: you get to see them and they're like twenty five and he's like twenty five I'm at thirty and like, oh yeah so and, I yeah. love getting to see that banter but at the same time like. By the way,
0: that's not in the book. I'm just going to clarify that for everybody. Yes, exactly. Sorry, sorry, that is not in the
2: book. But it's one of those fantastic things you get to add in those moments. And you get to add in those TV shows that just enhances things. And it's fantastic. But overall, I think the biggest thing with movies and TV shows isn't that they're they're supposed to be – synonyms of each other. They're supposed to complement each other and show things, like a movie or a TV show is supposed to show things that you mm-hmm. can't in a book. But I do not have a favorite because I get riled up well, over Well, how about you're the worst?
1: Everything. Can you think of the worst? Uh,
2: the worst is probably Probably the Hunger Games. Oh, what? see,
0: that's where I disagree. Oh, no.
2: Really? No. Yeah. I am telling you so I was in I was in uh tenth grade. We asked for a, a book report and I did the Hunger Games. I almost got suspended from my high school because I chose a book that was I was choosing something that was causing problems in the classroom. I thought she nailed the books. She did it in a perfect way. And I felt like in the movies the movies were great if you had not read the books they were fantastic but i felt like they lost some of the background behind so, it
0: so this is my point exactly and then we have to wrap up so yes. this is why i did love that transition they did not take katniss and make her a hero she was still broken throughout the entire right, thing and i love that so they kept that's what i like about that series is you weren't going to get into all the political details cuz there's no right. way to do that in a movie but i felt they stayed true to all the characters They stayed true to the relationship with Snow. They stayed true to the... I feel like they could have done so much more. But they could have, but but I
2: love Snow, and I know that it's terrible, and you guys are all going to hate me, but his character was just that maniacal, malevolent, like, I am going to mess you up up and he meant it and he did it for all the right reasons no matter how wrong those reasons were
0: and they killed that in the movies but they didn't though because he was still epically what he was supposed to be i know but this uh. is what i'm saying it's gonna be fun (laughs) working with you on your show or your movie because this is the exact point i was gonna have
2: those giant powwows and we're just gonna be like everybody bring out the drinks because it's just it's one of those things where I feel like, and that's why I think books and movies, they should not be in competition with each other. I feel mm-hmm. like you should read the books or, or like, I'm a huge fan of anime. So, like, I feel like you should read the anime and the manga and, like, go from there. And they're supposed to work together. So mm-hmm. you're supposed to get that different level when you read the book and so that you get more included oh, yeah, in like, the whole thing. Wait, they did you not-
1: watch... And you brought up anime Death Note. Yes. That was Oh my God. Okay. Those... <laughs> yes, okay. okay. I'm, I'm sorry. Of- <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just gonna say that the anime of Death Note is amazing. That Netflix, that Netflix thing that was created. No, that is not included.
0: That will be dis- <sighs> sorry. We'll have I to got, do this I had to throw time. that okay. in there. Okay, we were but okay. They're supposed to compliment each other. And we can, we'll have this argument another time. I will tell you. I think that's the one that did more than almost anything else. But on it is the positive. On the positive. Oh,
2: Erica, we're going to have a talk after this. podcast. We can totally have a talk after. The <laughs> wait, wait, podcast, you're going to be positive about she's that? She's positive about the Netflix and No, not this. that. No, oh, I, was I was about to. S- I was okay. I was no. about to say,
0: girl, Ooh, we were going to have, so we have a problem. We were going to have discussion. No, I was talking about the Hunger Games. <laughs> oh, I was, back oh, in oh I was
2: still. We were still on death note. I know. I was. I know because we were trying to wrap
0: up the podcast and you guys went left. Okay, um, C R I, tell. People how to find your um, muchness? My
2: muchness. Okay,
0: you can find me at authorcrice.com. You can find me on Facebook at
2: CRRice Author. You can find me on Instagram at Rice Author. <laughs> We're going to put this um, in the podcast. When you notes. start drinking, yes. you start to Just lesp. understand this is a drinking with authors. Um, So, excuse me, but go ahead. Subscribe to everything; you get top-notch information and there is a newsletter
0: you can subscribe to as well. And Corey
1: will make sure that there is consistency. No, too many secrets built. Yes, and
2: he likes to stand in the background in pictures and and be a little bodyguard. So just look out for that.
0: Not a little bodyguard; he's terrifying. Okay, (laughs) so guys, this has been Drinking with Authors Literary Briefs. I have been your host, Erica Lance, and this is Vanessa Valiente, and we'll see you next time.